0: If we're going to be honest I think it's safe to say that all of us desire to be happy all of us want happiness we want fulfillment we want peace we want all of these things out in the world that we think in life brings us happiness that's why it's so jarring when a priest gets up at the pulpit and he says the Lord does not want you to be happy the Lord does not will your happiness at least not as much as he wills our holiness our sanctity our blessedness Again and again and again we hear today, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. And there's a difference in the way we pronounce that word. There's always a debate of is it blessed or is it blessed. Maybe we could make a small distinction. The rosary that you got for your first communion that Father waved his hand over, that's blessed. The gift that you got at your confirmation, maybe a medal or a bracelet or something, that's blessed. Something that you get is blessed. Blessed. But only a person can be blessed because blessedness really truly is a state of being. It's this ongoing formation within our hearts that make us out to be the sanctified people that the Lord wants us to be. Think about it. We have the blessed mother. She wasn't just once and done blessed. She's constantly choosing to be sanctified by our Lord, choosing his will. We have the most blessed sacrament because it's not a thing that we hold up or the thing that we receive in communion, but a person, the fullness of God himself, Jesus Christ. The Lord wills for us to be blessed. But that's so hard, so hard out in the world today because we focus too much on what is forbidden of us, what we're not allowed to have, what we're not allowed to do, what we are told, if you want to be holy, if you want to receive grace, if you want this, that, or the other thing, choose against these particular things and choose God instead. No wonder we are going to be unhappy when we only see it that way. God is this big meanie sitting up in the sky telling us what we cannot do, what we cannot have, what he does not want us to participate in. What if we start to change the way we see, the way we live our lives, and focus not so much on what's forbidden, not so much on what the Lord invites us out of, but what he invites us to, what he calls us to. What he offers us, what is being asked of us. For example, a priest is going to be very unhappy if he only focuses on, I can't have a wife, I can't have children, I can't do this out or the other thing. To focus on the negative necessarily means that we're not focusing on the fact that we are called to sanctify, to participate in the very sacraments of the church and to bring the Lord into the world. For those of you called to the sacrament of marriage, I said yes to this person at the altar, but I really wish I could have said yes to all those other people as well. What life is the Lord choosing to bring through that marriage? What life is he inviting you to participate into? We focus too much on what we don't have, and it blinds us to what we are given freely as a gift for our sanctification and our blessedness. There's an older translation of this particular gospel passage where they use the word happy. And to me, that makes no sense. Happy are those who mourn, happy are the meek, happy are those who are hungry and thirsty, happy are those who do all of these different things and get persecuted. I don't know about you, but I've never seen someone who's dying of hunger or thirst who is happy about it. I've never seen someone mourning who is happy about it. The Lord does not will for us to be happy more than he wills for us to be holy. Happiness will come through that, really a true joy, a true fulfillment, a true peace. He wills us to be sanctified. The will of the Father is for our sanctification to happen, and to happen quickly, but to happen constantly. We read these beatitudes, and hopefully it should challenge us to something. And I'm not saying challenge yourself to go and give all you have to the poor to, so that you too can be poor. I'm not saying you're being challenged to go and find something to break your heart so that you can be one of these who mourn and will be comforted. But the challenge is not to find where we fit in here because in some way, shape, or form, each of us fits into this gospel passage. Some way, in some small or significant way. In some way, you may find yourself being poor in spirit, or mourning, or being meek, or hungering and thirsting for righteousness, or being merciful, clean of heart, being a peacemaker, being persecuted, or the very last one, everybody's favorite, being insulted and persecuted and uttered every kind of evil against because of Jesus Christ. Somewhere you fit into this gospel. These are not 2,000-year-old words that the church just passes on to us and says, read this nice fairy tale. Make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. We are given this word of God because you, too, have a role in this gospel. You, too, are one of these blessed. At least you're called to it. So this week, ask yourself that question. What are you called to sacrifice? What are you called to give up? Chances are it's some attachment to something that blinds you to the life of blessedness, sanctity, sainthood that the Lord offers to you, that He invites you into. Not just for the heck of it, but to bring life into your world, life into your own personal life, life into your family, your friends, your school, your workplace you were called to bring that same blessedness of life and sanctity into the world, to bear Christ to others, to be Christ to others, to tell them the good news that you don't have to stay in this wretchedness, in this brokenness, in this suffering. You don't have to stay there alone because the Lord wills for you to be brought out of it. Maybe here on earth, maybe, maybe, but specifically in heaven. Rejoice and be glad, Jesus says, for your reward will be great in heaven. Every bit of suffering, every bit of challenge and strife, every hardship that we endure here on earth builds treasure for us in heaven. And when we recognize that, when we store up that treasure, when we claim that treasure, when we choose to participate in that treasure that the Lord freely offers us, By saying no to everything else that isn't good for us, we choose him and we choose that life of blessedness. Then we find ourselves fitting into the pages of Scripture. Then we find ourselves, like the disciples, seated around Jesus, listening to his words and hearing him. Internalizing what he says. Learning and knowing and professing and sharing the truth. That is what a life of blessedness is all about. And it can, and hopefully, Lord willing, does start here. You hear these scriptures proclaimed to you, nourished by the word, you're nourished by the community, you're nourished by the very sacrament. Not to keep him here, but to be blessed, to be converted, to be changed, healed, and to bring him out into the world. Wherever you fit into this gospel, wherever you fit into the pages of Scripture, you are there, and so is the Lord with you. Focus not so much on what you give up, what is forbidden, what you're asked to sacrifice. Focus more on what's given, what's being asked of you. Focus on what brings you life. When you see that, that true life, that eternal life, that fullness of life, that joyful life, that holy life, then and only then are the words of Jesus Christ going to make sense to you. When he looks at you with all admiration, all love, all mercy and gentleness into your very heart, and he says, My child, my beloved, my chosen one, blessed, blessed are you. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at CTK is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.